Hey, wonderfuls. Welcome to episode 324 of the podcast with my lovely guest, Sierra Payton. I feel sure you will enjoy this episode. It's fascinating. She's got some amazing stories to tell and is an all-around great person. So I am confident in saying this episode is a winner. Uh, I hope everyone's doing very well indeed. The only other thing I just wanted to mention uh, is that of course, well, if you're new to the podcast, you may not know this. Um, probably most of you do know that as I, as we kind of all uh, cascade into summer, I will be uh, once again launching the Boys of Summer series where we will have special uh, male gentlemen. How many other ways can I say that? Guests. Uh, and by the way, I sorry to be so gender normative with everything as uh, longtime listeners of the podcast know I certainly uh, do not exclude um, those who identify either uh, and neither as male or female so uh, if you have people that you would like for me to speak with um, that is something that I feel strongly about as well and enjoy very much uh, talking to and, and meeting folks who have had uh, maybe a less conventional experience growing up uh, as some of us so I welcome that. I don't know if I could have said that more clunkily, but it is something that I have thought about as I, you know, sort of look at the boys of summer of it all. And, uh, and as we continue to adapt and improve as a species, y'all. So I'm going to go ahead and shut myself down right now. And uh, later we'll think about how awkward this entire intro was. But for now, please enjoy this episode with Sierra. Goodbye. I am pleased and delighted to welcome you to my home. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a very good sign that you immediately took your shoes off and put a pillow in your lap. <laughs> that is my jam yeah. all day long. Uh, um, and so, but you, but you also look very polished and wonderful. I almost wish that this was on camera, except not for me. No, hey, I'm, I'm painting just, clothes. I'm just trying to, you know, give you some presentation. Oh, thank you. Very yeah. Much. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to need to do uh, two monologues. Uh, do one Shakespearean and one contemporary. One funny, one sad. Out damn spot. That's one. Great. Nick Moving that. on. Yeah. All right. Great. Uh-huh. great. And uh, the other one, I'll just. We'll just improv this. Is, was that it? Yeah, that's it. Was it. Great. That was, was everything. Great. Yeah. The we'll just improv this monologue is yeah. one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you have to do, did you do a lot of theater kind of stuff where you did have to, because it has mm-hmm. been a very long time since I had to prepare monologues for yeah, something. Yeah, you, you know, it's so weird. Um, gosh, I, I audited a class not long ago and they had them doing monologues in there. Was it and just I a, was, like a theater yeah, rush up kind of a Yeah, class, and I or? was like, whoa, that's like, so bizarre because who does monologues still yeah. you know I was like well um but yeah in high school I that was like the jam to just like make sure you had some monologues in your back pocket right because I went to performing arts high school oh and yeah even before that I went to a magnet school I don't mm-hmm, know if we too. had those out yeah, here yeah, yeah. yeah I wouldn't I'm from Arizona but yeah oh, we nice. had public schools that yeah my my public schools were yeah were fine arts, had the and, arts and stuff yeah yeah, and yeah. So it was like trying to find that Shakespeare monologue and you know the 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 contemporary stuff is pretty cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Did you where where what so it wasn't in California? 
Probably no, not. No, I went to school you... in New Orleans. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you have magnet schools like I yeah. did. Were they in, uh, like, were they scattered all over the city and would you bus in? Yeah, well, to, so, I guess you that's know, what a magnet is supposed to be. Yeah, I don't know what the heck people. a magnet means and why does right? it have to do with arts? <laughs> it must be because it's, a, it must be like, we, like yeah. an actual magnet. Like we want to draw, yeah. like pull people from all over the city to this well, school. Well, you know, maybe. here, uh, well, not here, but in New Orleans, and I think it's the same thing out here in Los Angeles. So you have to go to your district school. Mm. And so, uh, I, the district I lived in was like the hood. And so like when I, I went to a school down the street from me and I only lasted there for two weeks mm. because it was like just rough. Yeah. And so my dad, he was a busboy at a restaurant in New Orleans, um, in the French Quarter, New Orleans. Oh, wow. And so his boss was like, you know, crazy rich guy that owned, you know, all these restaurants in the French Quarter. And my dad just worked it out with him to be like, hey, like, can we just use your address <sighs> to get my daughter? That's a golden ticket right yeah. there. When people can and- make that work. And so that's how it happened. And I mean, he was like, yeah, why not? Like, let's get her out of that school. And so I ended up going to the school in the French Quarter at this magnet school. Okay. I mean, and it was literally, it was on the corner of Bourbon Street oh, wow. <laughs> and St. Philip. So I yeah. had to, my dad would drive down Bourbon Street every morning to bring me to school. And I saw my fair share of boobs. I was going to say, you probably don't have drunks. the same <laughs> overall positivity that like people on spring break have when yeah like but you know it was so that's the thing like it was just so normal you know like well for me like just driving down bourbon street and seeing you know the the street cleaning happening because the night before everybody's leaving smell of yeah yeah and then it's just like you would see the locals that are just chilling like having coffee and then you see the the drunk tourists that were there the night before like sprawl down the street or like lost or something and i just remember just being like well dad there's a drunk guy and he's like yeah just yeah. all right Let's get out of the car. Say, well, otherwise <laughs> known know? as tuesday yeah or exactly. any other day of the week exactly so uh so yeah so that was my my magnet school experience the first one and then i went to another one and then i went to performing arts high school so the magnet school was middle it was like junior it was high? like elementary oh, was, so yeah. it was uh fourth fifth and sixth yep. and then i went to lusher extension which was also a magnet school for seventh and eighth and then i went to new orleans center for performing arts or creative arts for high school nice where's that yeah. is that in it's down the street from uh, mcdonald 15 uh yep. so it's it's actually um it's called the bywater area so it's kind of like on the outskirts of the french quarter which is like more residential but still like has a little bit of the craziness going on there. yeah yeah so, yeah but yeah. very artsy i mean all the homes are like pink or purple or yellow and stuff and then we just have like this huge facility where i mean it's like a an art boot camp you know and that's it's a so great cool. school i mean harry kind of jr came from there oh sure yeah Wynton marcellus wendell pierce Not um, bad. anthony mackey and yeah so yeah it's right on great alumni did there. you w- yeah. the school that you the elementary school that you were at that was in your neighborhood uh mm-hmm. like did was it always clear that you were interested in the arts or was it like this school sucks? How do we, what, what, what else is there? And then you kind of discover the arts through that. It was kind of both because, uh, when I moved with my dad, when I was, uh, in fourth grade, um, I was kind of like the only child. Now I have siblings, but like my, my older brother, he lived with my grandmother. Mm. And so when I lived with my dad, just being the only child around all these adults, I was just always trying to find ways to keep myself entertained. So, I mean, and it's so lame, but I would literally make um, little dolls out of paper clips and uh, clothespins and just like spend hours like coloring and making these dresses and stuff. And 
I think my dad was like, she needs to like do something. <laughs> like She needs to like let this out some kind of way. And so, you know, it, I, I would go to Andrew Jackson. That was the school down the street, which is, and just realizing how ironic that. I know, right? Because <laughs> like, we just took down the Andrew Jackson statue and. Yes, New Orleans. Indeed. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so I went to Andrew Jackson for two weeks and there was no arts programs, mm. nothing like that. Um, it was just um, it was just one of those like really desolate schools. You know, I mean, when I was in fourth grade, there was a girl in my class. I was supposed to be in the eighth grade. And so it was just like yeah. a lot of kids were held back. The education wasn't great. I mean, I had my my backpack they kept stealing my backpack mm-hmm. and or like trying to like tear it open and get stuff out of it yeah that uh my dad like my dolls my people <laughs> yeah, dolls. exactly like my dad was like we're gonna buy you a clear backpack so they yeah. can know that there's nothing in there oh. to steal it's <laughs> so, actually very smart yeah you know, so like i had a clear backpack and even before that uh. i had like a little lock on it and then just like you know so it was it was That's uh rough, it was quite an experience and yeah. you know God bless that that school. I mean, I've passed by it so many times since then, and it's I can tell it's a completely different school now. Oh, it is. Yeah, because nice. that neighborhood is like it's changed so much. Yeah, and yeah. So, but um, but yeah, it was it was. There's no arts. There is That's, nothing there. Yeah. Just very. That breaks my heart. And I would like run home and make my little you know paperclip dolls and stuff <laughs> and put them on my shoes and. I guess my dad was like, she dad needs was to like, draw. this is kind of, I can't stop this. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Now, was your dad interested in sort of like the c- kind of cuisine side of working in, in yeah. the restaurant world? And yeah. Does he I mean, cook and- oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, that's where I learned like half of my recipes from because he kind of just was a guy that just took on all these odd different jobs. I mean, he always talks about when he was 18, his first, well, 17, his first job was a manager at Popeye's, but he used to yeah. love get like, to that good food right know, away, right? get like, right into it. And it was like the best Popeye's in New Orleans, you know, cause he knew how to like throw extra seasoning and like, you know, <laughs> all this stuff on it. People and didn't so. know how lucky they were. Exactly. Or maybe they did. Yeah. Maybe they yeah. did. Sounds like they did. Yeah. Michael held that down. Oh, um, and so, yeah, he ended up, um, he worked offshore like on the oil rigs and so oh, he, wow. he was a chef there as well mm-hmm. and i mean i tell you this man can make the best red beans and rice in the entire world so uh, that's the recipe i try to take i was gonna me. say do yeah. you have yeah 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 that and gumbo and oh gosh i mean I, i'm not i I'm, I'm vegan now but he used to like this amazing pork chop recipe that he taught me and so yeah, yeah. do you have you adapted recipes yeah. to be to be vegan and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Um the main thing that I've found is uh instead of shrimp just using like different mushrooms and stuff to sure. like kind of do that and so That's great. Yeah. So I, I haven't like made a vegan gumbo yet. I don't know what that's going to taste like, but yeah. I could give it a try. Yeah, so, I yeah. honestly put some okra in there, I'm fine. Yeah, exactly, I could, right? I could just do it that's all day so long. That's so great because so many people don't like okra. I don't uh, uh, okra. I think maybe they're not I, I feel like maybe they're not eating it cooked right or but I mean I guess if you're eating gumbo and you like taste the okra and you put it to the side yeah I love it I love there's like a fr- almost like a free dry, freeze-dried salted okra Ooh. that you can get from some like health food stores and stuff yeah, yeah yeah and I could eat that like chips although I guess if it's like in oil 
and that that's how it's, yeah. and you're like, no, oh, that's this is like going to be good how, no matter what. I yeah. can eat a leaf <laughs> if it was, you know, like freeze-dried. Freeze freeze-dried makes it sound like it's like super healthy, yeah, but exactly. it's still like a ton like, of salt nah, and oil. Let's just put in some oil. Yeah. Let's fry that. Yeah. And I didn't have, I mean, you know, okra is not a, is not a particularly Arizona yeah. uh, staple. So I don't remember, I probably was already living in San Francisco when I started having like exposure to, you know, foods that were more Southern and yeah. just like in a more cosmopolitan city. Not to say Tucson doesn't have great stuff, but, but I ate from. a lot of Mexican food. Food. yeah nice still do yeah my aunt she got married there so oh, right on. see all these beautiful pictures of it oh, yeah. Nice. yeah what brought her to to tucson i have no idea because like no one it. like even in our husband's family like they weren't from tucson they just wow were fascinated with that part of the world i guess i'm very flattered on yeah. behalf of the well, I love world national monument oh, yeah Sedona. that's my favorite place <gasps> yeah so great all right, so let's get you a partner in a like soul food New Orleans style restaurant yeah. in Sedona. Heck yeah. Where all the rich hippies can go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make it all organic too. Oh my God. You heard that? that listen, we joke, but <laughs> that would do extremely well. Oh yeah. Oh, all right. When did you go to Sedona just as like a, you'd heard, just heard it was great and, and you ended up there? Yeah. I mean, I'm just at heart, I'm a big hippie myself. And so um, I don't even know how I came across it, but. I heard about these vortexes oh, or the vortexes. vortexes in mm-hmm. um, Arizona. And mm-hmm. I was like, I want to go to like the hub of where the vortex is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like Googling and it was like Sedona. I was like, what? Okay, I got it. And I just started like Googling and Googling. People were like sharing all these like amazing experiences that they yeah. had. Like, I changed my life like just in the vortex. And the I was like, vortex. I'm going to the vortex, man. So now, what do, what do you have to say? Any personal uh, no, it was by the vortex? It's like the weirdest feeling. Like when I got there and I've been there a few times, I always just feel very clear and like I'm like transforming into just molecules or something yeah you know the first time I went like I did this uh yoga hike and uh we just like hiked like all in the mountains where the vortex is and um just then we did some yoga and then we stayed there until the sunset and that was the scary part because it got super dark oh yeah and there's not a ton of like just ambient city light in Sedona no not at all it's real nestled yeah and so we had to like hike back down in the pitch black and the yoga teacher he was just like just trust you know where you're going like you know I was just like what is going and our cell phones had died and so (laughs) We weren't able it to use the light. Your, now I feel like you should write a horror movie yeah. that <laughs> yeah. starts off real nice. And but yeah, it, it's it's a beautiful town. Yeah. And I I went to like um, Buddha Buddha Beach and uh, some creek. What is it? Turtle? No, it's not Turtle Creek. I can't remember the name of it, but. I feel like I should know because I actually lived just north of Sedona when yeah. I was in school for my oh, first really? couple of years up in Flagstaff. Yeah. And oh, so we yeah. would go down the switchbacks to Sedona all the time. Yeah. Um, is it? It's not Turtle Creek. I, I, I do feel it, like it's it, it something. Probably is. Some kind of. I just animal. like jumped in it, and it was like hot, and just I was like, yes, this yeah. Is like, <laughs> now I'm swimming in the vortex. Like, you on there in the the fall, not to turn this into an all Sedona podcast. Yeah, but have you been it. there in the fall when it the leaves are orange? No, it's one of the only places oh, in wow. Arizona. Like, because once you get into the northern Arizona, then you get snow, and and there are a lot of aspen trees that do turn color. But wow. anything south of Sedona, you don't really get seasons as much, you know. Okay. Uh, but Sedona in the fall is like 
the whole valley is just oh like my bright orange. And then with the red rocks, it's just like <gasps> oh, everything has We're going. Tint we're to going. It. I'm going. And it's nice because <laughs> it's not that cold, but it's not, you know, yeah. warm uh, in a way that you would be like, oh, I want it to feel like fall. Like it really actually feels like oh fall. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I recommend it. All right. I'm I going. recommend it. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, are there places like that in New Orleans where people are like, Mm. listen you got to check this place out there's like there's oh. something kind of interesting energy to it or yeah you know that's i've always said like i just want to take a group of people to new orleans and just be like hey okay this is the french quarter we'll spend there for a couple hours but let me take you to the bayou let me take you to yeah. mandeville or lacombe or something like all these little like bayou towns outside of new orleans and even uptown i mean one of my favorite things that i used to do as a kid um when like i I was allowed to ride the streetcar by myself when I was 11 years old. So I would just go at the very end of the streetcar line on Carrollton at the river bend and go up the levee. And you can just sit like on the levee and look at the um, Mississippi river and all mm. the river boats pass by. And I just get my like uh, Baskin Robbins ice cream, and mm-hmm. just like chill and just be like, Oh wow. You know? And it's like, no one knows about those places yeah. you know, in New Orleans. And then um, the little bayou places where, you know, those are parts where my dad grew up I mean it's just like you go out there and it's just a whole different vibe you know like my uncle his house is like right on the bayou and I mean, sometimes you like wake up and you're like an alligator out there. I was going to ask you <laughs> that. Like, I didn't want to be that person. I was no. like, I'm not going to ask her about gators. I am not going to ask about gators. You know, it's like I look back to you and I'm like, yo, what were we thinking? Like my cousins and I would just like jump in the bayou, just like be swimming and stuff. And Ooh. it's just like there's all these alligators in there. But, oh, my God. You know, the yeah. adults, they always used to be like, they're, they're more afraid of they're you. They're shy. Yeah. yeah. Well, you are it's them. true that you don't hear you know, again, yeah. it's like different depending on where you're from, because everyone for me were like, you know, I'd be like, and you go hiking and sometimes you go night hiking. And they're like, sorry, what about like rattlesnakes? Yeah, exactly. so much stuff in Arizona. You're like, oh, tarantulas, scorpions, yeah. rattlesnakes, um, black widows, like ground recluses, everything dangerous, cactus yeah. everywhere. <laughs> and they're all right. there. Uh, and they're, they're all right there. Yeah. But yeah, when you're young, you're like, that's all, you know. And yeah. if you're not having personal experiences where people are getting gobbled up by gators or like getting stung by scorpions it doesn't feel like why would it you know never ever ever heard stories of like people getting like swallowed by a gator like we just it's just like yeah if you're not from a place you know it's the same thing with like i used to be so afraid of tornadoes just the concept because i was like people are constantly constantly (laughs) being killed in tornadoes and people people, probably we would people wouldn't live places although it is does seem like it's always like the people who have the least I know, suffer the most. Right? Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Welcome back to Fireside Chat on KMAX. With me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the West Coast, Oliver Wong and Morgan Rhodes. Go ahead, caller. Hey, uh, I'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful, but like also helps me discover artists and albums that I've never heard of. Yeah, man. Sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks every week. Myself and I'm Morgan Rhodes and my co-host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential guests about a canonical album that has changed their lives. Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talk about albums by Prince, Joni Mitchell, and so much more. Yo, what's that show called again? Heat Rocks, deep dives into hot records. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Where were, what's your timeline as relates to Katrina? 
Oh, well, I was there. Um, I had already enrolled in college as a sophomore, and I um, I would go home, you know, during the summers. And so this summer, I went home. and that What was, was uh, what college were you going to? I was uh, at North Carolina School of the Arts, oh, okay. which is now called University of the North Carolina School of the Arts. Understood. When I was there, it was just NCSA. Um, but... Yeah, so summer 2005, I go back home and I'm like working at my little restaurant job and just chilling. And, you know, that June, we had Hurricane Ivan, which like everybody was like, oh my God, this is going to be a huge hurricane, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, pack up, leave town, do all this stuff. And so that's what we did. You know, like we packed up, we went to my grandma's house that was uh, in Picayune, Mississippi, Mm -hmm. which is a little tiny, tiny, tiny town. And uh, nothing happened. You know, like it was just a raindrop. So by time Katrina rolls around and she's a tropical storm, I mean, I'm working at my restaurant job. I'm seeing it up on the screen. And we're just like, okay, whatever. Here we go again, kind of. Yeah, We're going to have a little rainstorm. Everybody just stay home. And so my plan was uh, Sin City had just come out on DVD. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you have a Sin City related, like it's tied into all of this. I was like, I'm staying home. Go watch some Sin City. Yeah. Um, I wasn't 21 yet, but I had able I was able to secure a bottle of wine by some crazy. Some, some crazy of course, you can't do that these days. No, not at all. It's totally illegal. Mm-hmm. Anybody under 21, <laughs> especially in New Orleans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I was just gonna chill at home. My mom. So by this time, I was living with my mom, and um, she was engaged to uh, this amazing guy down in um, Mississippi. And he lived in Biloxi, Mississippi, which is right along the coast. So every weekend, she would go spend time with him and take my little brother, who was five years old at the time. So it was just one of those things where she was like, all right, it's Friday. I'm leaving. Like, do whatever you want. And I was like, yeah. Since it, here I like, go. You know, I was like about to be like, yeah. living here all by myself, you know? And by the so, way, I am an only child. And so many of the things you're describing, I'm like, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Like going places by myself. Yes, right? Being like, like mm-hmm. Yeah, I know about this place. No one else knows. Yeah. yeah. Like, I could relate on a Like I could sit at a level. restaurant by myself and I'm like, why are you looking at me like this? Totally, like, totally. Enjoy my meal. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah, so that was my plan. And I just remember like this weird vibe just in the Mm. air, like, you know, my neighbors and stuff were like, do we leave? Do we not? Like, this is about to be scary. And I was like, no, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna ride it out. And it wasn't until that Sunday afternoon, my neighbor, who was also the mother of one of my friends growing up, she calls and she's like, Sierra, you know, my son's in the National Guard. He's saying that, you know, some stuff is mm. going to probably go down. I think we should get out of here. Mm. And she was like, my daughter is in college um, at LSU. So we'll just, you know, you can follow me in your car and, you know, we'll just go up there. And I was like, you know, all right. And I was still like resistant to it because I just kind of was like, we're safe, you know, like, yeah. and we lived in the Ninth Ward. And I was like, my home's going to be fine, you know? Like, we're not, like, close to the river or anything, you know? And also, we just don't want any of that to be true. So, And you don't want to feel like the person who was like, oh, you thought, you know, fire and brimstone, you were swearing, blah, 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 and then it was fine. Like, you know, it totally makes sense. So I just was like, you know, all right, cool. So I, I got a little overnight bag and just packed up and got on the road and I just remember driving on I-10 and being like oh my gosh like because there's so much traffic and just like this 
just chaos in the air. And I was like, okay, something's, you know, something's not right, but all right, you know. So get up to Baton Rouge and like my friends are there and we we are like just acting like nothing happened. Like we're like at the mall and stuff. And it's funny because sometimes the pictures pop up on Facebook. Like you remember because I like posted them on Facebook. That was like when I first got Facebook, uh-huh. by the way. <laughs> like every <laughs> so it's like uh, your first picture from Hurricane Katrina times. And right. I'm like, yeah. Right. And we were like we're at just so mall. young and like dumb. Like we're just like at the mall, like posing and just being like, <laughs> uh, there's a storm coming. Like, yeah. you know, like whatever. <laughs> like, you know. You don't know. Yeah, you we don't just, know. I had no idea and then that night was the uh mtv vmas and like kanye west was like on there like being all crazy nothing has really changed no, i was gonna but, say <laughs> but, but we love kanye okay yeah um so i just remember the the big sign for me was um i called my mom and i talked to my little brother and we had just bought these bunk beds for him and so he was like obsessed with these bunk beds. Like he was just like my bunk bed. And so like he was just like, and so like, I'm like watching the VMAs and I'm on my cell phone, like talking to him and he's like, my bunk bed's going to be okay. And I'm like, Jalen, your bunk bed's going to be You're fine. You're like the man. top bunk will be. Yeah. Can't say about the bottom bunk. Yeah. Like I was like, it's going to be fine, yeah. dude. But he was just, I, I remember like saying it's going to be fine. But in my mind, I was like, actually now I really don't know. Like this is serious, you know? So then the next day it hits and, you know, we're in Baton Rouge, so we're not getting all the crazy stuff that's going on down in New Orleans. We I mean, we got like some debris and stuff and we were out of electricity and it was just like, OK, what's going on? The electricity wasn't coming back on like after hours. And then like the next day we still didn't have electricity and none of the phones are working, nothing and I just remember my neighbor, Miss Sandra, uh, her brother came up and he was a nurse and he comes up to come stay with us. And we're like in a campus apartment, a two bedroom campus apartment. Now, at the, when we first got there, it was about seven people. And then it like ended up being like 10 of us. Wow. And he just comes in and he's like shaken to the core. And he's like telling us because he just left New Orleans and he's telling us like the death and all, like all these crazy things. And I'm like oh my God, like, okay, what's going on? And then we finally get power back around Wednesday or Thursday and I'm on my computer and I'm seeing Biloxi, Mississippi and how it got wiped out. So I'm just like, oh shit, like, sorry. I can not say that on here? 100%, okay. yeah. Um, and so I'm just like, okay. And then, you know, the panic sets in and I just keep calling my mom's cell phone. I'm trying to like get in touch with my grandmother. I'm trying to get in touch with my mom's fiance and like nothing's working and so I just get this like crazy bright idea because I hear that Tiger Stadium, you know, where they have the fo- football games, that uh, that's where um, Red yeah. Cross is registering people. So I'm like, yeah, let me go there. So I go and it's so crazy because it's like apocalyptic now. It's like people are rolling in. They got watermarks on their yeah. bodies or they're coming in on stretchers and they're like holding like old people. And it was just chaotic. And so they literally had a line where you can volunteer the line was split to like volunteer to pick up trash or if you're a medical student volunteer here and so it was like they were just like come here you come here come here and like this doctor was like medical student and I was like yeah and so he's like come here come here and I'm like 
yeah, okay. You know, and I'm in my mind, I'm like, it's going to make me get closer to the people that can tell me what's going on oh, and get me in yeah, touch with yeah. my mom. So you weren't a medical student? I was not a medical okay, student. <laughs> no, not at all. I was like, this would be an interesting right turn. I know, going right? To like, arts school, but yeah. I guess they had pre-med. I don't know. No, it was, uh, so yeah. they like put me in this room where these elderly people were held that were rescued from New Orleans and they're like in their 90s. Mm. And the doctor just tells me, he says, just make sure if they go away, like if they go, like allow them to go peacefully. And so I'm just like, uh, okay, all right. So it's just like, I'm, you know, it's like three women in there and there's this like really elderly, like black woman and her name was Ethel. And I'm like, Ethel, you doing okay? Like, and they can't hear, you know, like they were just, you know, and so at one point she just like has a problem breathing and I'm like, uh, Hey doctor, like I just want to make, and he's like, we got to perform a tracheotomy on her. And I was like, okay. And I'm thinking about Anaconda, that movie. And I was just like, I, I know how to do this. And so he just starts giving me the, you know, the stuff. And then he's like giving me a tube to like feed down her. And, you know, at one point I put it down like too far and she's like choking. So I'm like, oh, okay. And I was totally calm. Cause I, I don't know, like it was just one of those moments where I was like, sure, I could do this, you know? And like, I'm going to make sure that she's peaceful, like however this works out. And so did it. And the doctor was like, good job. And I was like, I'm definitely not a medical student, but we just, uh, we helped her breathe, you know, like, so, so I stayed in that room for like 10 hours. And every time somebody came through with, with, uh, the Red Cross, you know, shirt or whatever on, I was like, Hey, like, you know, looking for my mom, like any patents on there, any, you know, and they're like, no ma'am, like there's nothing. And, you know, and so eventually I ended up leaving cause I just, you know, knew that I wasn't gonna, you know, get anywhere there. And um, my school had contacted me through email and they were like, look, whatever you need, like, let's get you out of there, you know, just drive up. And so that was the following Monday, I would say. I just hopped in a car and, you know, I there was no, all the gas stations had no gas. Yeah. So I had to like drive up super north, like <laughs> to like the last five miles of my gas tank to get, I mean, you know, it. I didn't have last five miles. I probably had like a half a tank left, but I got as far as I could and finally found a gas station to put gas in my car and then just drove across um, Mississippi and Alabama to get up to North Carolina. And uh, finally, I believe right when I hit Alabama, my phone started ringing and it was my mom. Oh, thank God. And I was like, oh my gosh. And she was calling from my grandma's house in Mississippi. So they ended up evacuating and going to Mississippi. And then here's my little brother, like, my bunk bed's okay? And I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> I don't know, Jalen. <laughs> like, I'm just like, <laughs> let's not worry no. about these bunk beds right now, dude. <laughs> like, no. let's worry about, like, where we're going like, to oh have a home God. next, you know? You have got to get so, him some joke bunk beds for his, yeah, like, I he know. turns, like, 40. Yeah, I'm like, like I don't even know if I you remember. remember how much you love bunk like, beds. I, I just remember you, like, oh but I, when we went back to the home for the first time, like, the bunk bags were actually okay. They were okay. They were just covered in mold, but, oh, you know, they were fine. So. How long till you went back? Um, we went back. Well, my mom had gone back before, but I went back around Thanksgiving. So that was, uh, yeah, like around the first week of September, Katrina happened. And then my first time going back was around Thanksgiving. So, yeah, it was, and it was just, it was nuts. I mean, people had looted our house and you know, the second time I went back, like some guy was like sleeping in my bed and I was like, oh, this is not my home anymore. Because we had kept going back to try to like salvage stuff, right, right. you know, so. God, that's so surreal. Oh, it was scary. So, like, like, I just like, it, oh, <laughs> it was yeah. like nuts. I just remember like walking through the front door and like 
hearing a noise and I was like, what is that? And like, I not like, and then I realized it was like a guy snoring and I was like, oh my gosh. And he was like in my bed and, you know, cause people were just coming up, you know, to like come and help clean up the city and stuff. And so, you know, there were a lot of, um, yeah, just like, you know, people that didn't have homes and stuff yeah. too. So I was so like, surreal. Whoa. it was, and that was the moment where I was like, this is, you have to let go of your home, Sierra, cause this isn't your home anymore. Yeah. And so I just, I just, that, that moment I was like, oh my God. that's it, you know? God, so. it just, it's, it's so, because you know, it's like, even when you just go out of town for a few weeks and your, mm-hmm. your place is empty and then you come back it like, it takes, it takes a minute. It feels like, yeah. Oh, yeah, like something feels just a little different. And then you got to unpack. The idea of, yeah, that's sort of like in between almost like a limbo space where it's like, it's still your home. Mm-hmm. You recognize it. There's stuff that used to be important to you but now it's in the context of this much bigger thing and people are coming and going like violating that privacy but Mm -hmm. does that even matter anymore what does that mean it's like it's very existential yeah yeah that's a big thing to experience uh at a young age you know it was just I mean I still don't have anything to fully like wrap it up and you know what I mean? Cause yeah. it's just like, I was like, wow, I experienced that. You I know, cannot, like, could not have imagined <laughs> that when I asked you that I would be told that you performed a tracheotomy. On yeah, I know. Right. I not, and my only reference I was Anaconda. And I was like, Oh yeah. I remember they put that thing in the You're throat. Like, it's a giant, like, I need a giant snake. Somebody give me a giant <laughs> yeah, snake. Like, I, I know that's important somehow. <laughs> yeah. So, that's how that happened. How long? And was there like just a rolling period of time where mm. you're reconnecting? connecting with people that aren't your immediate family but that are like people you went to high school with yeah people you want to sort of get like these ripple effect of like connecting with people yeah. later and later like what happened to you how like what yeah, are you okay you know What's it was on? um I mean because I moved to New York after I graduated from college and it was just so random sometimes that I would just run into people from New Orleans mm-hmm. you know up in New York and be like oh my wait we, we went to high school together oh my how'd you how how did everything turn out after Katrina and then yeah. like people would tell me their stories like I remember uh, my friend's cousin that I ran into he was like yeah I had to like swim out of my apartment and I was like what you know and he was like I just I just kept swimming until I could like walk and I was like dude are you you know like you know and yeah. people telling me how um guys and boats were coming with the axes to like you know help rescue them and their like grandmother and stuff and I'm like what the hell, you know? And so, and then other people left, you know, two days before and were totally fine and just chilling in Texas. So, you know, it it was, um, I mean, we all have like a collective, like, you know, we got through that, you know? And, and unfortunately for me, I mean, my, uh, my grandmother had passed away during it all. And Mm -hmm. I mean, she wasn't like, you know, in the water or anything like that, but it was just, I just remember that summer particularly was so hot and my, my grandmother had a lot of health issues. Mm. And so it was like no electricity. They weren't able to keep her medicine cool. And so she was just all of those peripheral things that impacted people, whether or not the flooding was the problem, but it was like five degrees away from the flooding, if you will, like this caused this, this caused this, this caused this. Yeah. Oh my God. We survived. Yeah. the Saints went to the Super Bowl a couple years later. So we were like, that's yeah. 
Yes. We're back, everybody. <laughs> we're like, that's our of, confirmation. Like, yeah. You know. Oh, my God. Have you so, gone yeah. to like high school reunions or anything to where, no, you know, everybody I would be in one place and kind of go, hey, what's up? I haven't seen you since all of that. But. No, I mean, I just feel like, um, I mean, I've gone to jazz fest. And so a lot of the guys that I went to high school with that were musicians, we always like, you know, see each other during that time. And um, I mean, because a lot of guys still live there. A lot of my friends do. And so it's just... We kind of have our own little, you know, reunion, but the the kids that went to NOCA, the, the performing arts high school, we keep talking about it. Like, we need to have a reunion, and but no one's, like, organizing it. Yeah, so, it's a lot of work. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, them. yeah. Yeah. But I've, I've had a college reunion since, and nice. so that was fun. Yeah. Did you uh, play an instrument while you were going to I did. I, well, not, not at NOCA, but when I was uh, in middle school and elementary, I played the clarinet. Oh, uh, so. wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> That just falls into the group of uh, reed instruments that I've, I don't even know if I've held a trumpet, really? a trombone, <laughs> yeah. clarinet. I've never even. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we did the whole like marching band stuff in yeah. the French Quarter. And oh, so, man. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I, I probably drove my dad crazy with it because I was always like doing Disney songs on my clarinet. Hey, that's <laughs> like, better than just like making noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney so. songs. He's yeah. like, get some, get some jazz in here. What yeah, are you doing? Yeah, you know, he actually did. He was like, do some Michael Jackson or something. So <laughs> I was like, do 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 Please release an all clarinet album know, of right? just the top 40 greats from yeah. like the 90s of 2000s. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. I'll start with want to be starting something. That was yeah. what he gave me. That's what I was like. That's very satisfying. Yeah. That's very satisfying information. What else did you, so at the performing arts school in high school, was there other curriculum? Like, I don't know. Like the like the magnet schools I went to, for example, mm-hmm. were certainly performing arts centric and art centric, but we still had like algebra and pre-algebra and all that kind of stuff. And I never know how deep a specialized school goes with like just the sort of basics or if it really is specialized enough that there's not as much of that. The first two schools, I, so elementary and middle school were um, both mixed academics and arts. <clears throat> but in high school, New Orleans Center for Creative Arts is just totally arts-based got it and then you have to go to like an academic school or like they would say like regular high school so I went to McMain high school for two like so I was there you know for high school but I would spend two or three periods there in the morning and then during lunch a bus would come pick us up oh my gosh to NOCA okay so I'd be at NOCA you know learning drama and but I had to also do two courses homeschooled as well because I was like missing out on some of my um, yeah, yeah. academic stuff. Yeah. So um, but yeah, so that's that's how that worked. And um, was that weird? Was it was there any kind of a weirdness uh, with like because I, I went to school that shared campuses with like a college prep school oh, and a wow. regular public school. Oh. And sometimes there was like a little bit of like you know yeah oh yeah oh yeah you, you play chess like yeah we, you don't have a football team like that's because yeah, like yeah. you know there was just sort of yeah so was it weird like at, at that some students would be like all right have fun doing whatever it was weird because when i would go to my regular high school to mcmain like people didn't even know i went there so they'd be like, like get in get out they'd be like who check 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 and yeah. it was so funny because recently someone from my school that remembered me uh, shared an article or something on of me on Facebook and was like, yeah, McMahon alumni. And like, people were like, who? I don't remember her. Like, she went to school here. 
<laughs> and then somebody was like, what a controversy. I think, I think she went to Noka for half day and I, and I wanted to like chime in, but I was like, nah, I'm not going to say anything. Cause <laughs> now I'm going to like, now it's like really awkward. Yeah. Cause I was like, I totally remember the person that was like, oh, she went to school. I was like, funny. yeah, we sat next to each other. Oh, Algebra. No. <laughs> like, you know, so. How was that? <laughs> Did it feel to you? Like you're looking at your watch, like, come on, let's get to the real stuff. Like, or yeah. did, you, did you get something out of the... You know, I did because, you know, McMain was like, it was such a like inner city school and we just had like some characters of teachers. I mean, one of my teachers, her name was Miss Moody and she was actually, uh, she was my math teacher. I can't remember if she was algebra or not, but um, I actually, math was always my favorite subject other than like acting and performing. And so I just loved doing math and I was always like so good at it. So she would have me like I'd come into the room and she'd be like, she would come in eating Popeyes and sit at the, <laughs> sit at her desk and just be like eating Popeyes oh. and on her cell phone or something. And she'd be like, all right, Sierra, put your, uh, put your homework on the board for oh everybody. And I'd be like, okay. Uh. You know, like I'd get up and just be like, <laughs> and then she'd be like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Anybody got questions? <laughs> and they'd be like, uh, I'm just copying. Like, you know, people would be like copying their homework, yeah. like really quick and be like, oh my God. all right, you know, Sierra, is that a four or a one? Oh, it's a four. You know, like, That's impressive. Cause like yeah. I was, I wanted to be good at math was not, but yeah. if I had, but you could really tell the, like how good my math teachers were by what grade I was getting. Like I had, you know, yeah. a, like a lazy kind of shitty yeah. teacher in one, in one year of math. And like, I got to see. And then, you know, yeah. I had like this inspiring, funny, great teacher and I would get an A because I really needed that. Yeah. So the fact that you could just do it on your own and, just, you know, not yeah. need somebody to like make and it exciting for you. And my mom was really so good impressive. at it too. And so I think like that was kind of, because my mom was a computer engineer. And so yeah. she was like, I'd show her the homework and she'd be like, oh, you know how to do this. And I'm like, yeah, I do actually, you know? And <laughs> so, great. but I mean, my other subjects, I mean, I wasn't like a, like a, a dumb kid or anything, but it was just something about math that I was like, heck yeah, like this, this is great. awesome, you know? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, McMain, it was just a, you know, it's just your typical like football, you know, basketball cheerleading type of high school, but you know, it was in new Orleans. And so like, I mean, Lil Wayne went to my high school, you know? And so sometimes like you'd come outside and you'd be like outside and he dropped out by that time, but, mm -hmm. um, he would just be like outside, like on the basketball court and like everybody yeah. like, Oh, Wayne's here. Like, Whoa, you know, like, yeah. like, Oh, that's Lil Wayne. Like, you know, so and so, like, um, so yeah. And this was like before back that ass up, I think. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> it was like, you know, free back that ass up, back that ass up mm -hmm. I want to say. So it was like, he was cool, but nobody knew that he was like, going to be Lil Wayne one day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it was just that type of school. And then I went to NOCA and it was like, our classes, our, our classes were so small. Like, I mean, I, it was eight of us in my That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. And so it was just a real family vibe and, you know, the teachers were just very accommodating, but tough, you know, at, at the same time. And, um, yeah, I mean, that was where I really felt that I was able to shine, mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and be an actor or, or be an artist and stuff. Yeah. And then I go back to McMain and people are like, you can go here. Like, <laughs> what's <laughs> your name? Clearly like, you people know? still question it. Yeah. Still yeah. Question it. Now here's my question about, uh, about Noka is, because what appeals to me about it is this mm -hmm. idea that, you know, you have all these alumni who are uh, noteworthy, who have achieved this great success. Is there 
is there a double-edged sword to that? Like, does it feel like, oh, this could be me? Like, seeing it's possible at a young age. When I went to high school, nobody, I, I think Geraldo Rivera went to my, like, the U of A. And it was like, whoa, yeah. you know, there wasn't a whole lot be of, him like, yeah, not a whole lot of, you know, amazing people who had come before you to make you feel like it was possible. Mm-hmm. But I also wonder if that was intimidating at all. No, I mean, because I, there wasn't really much pressure like that. I mean, I would... I mean, I, that's the big difference between NOCA and where I went to college because it was like, that was the MO in college. Like, you got to be the next Mary Louise Parker because that's who went here, you know? Mm-hmm. But at uh, NOCA, and I guess it's because of it's New Orleans. Like, just by nature, I just think we're so laid back. We're chill, you know? Like, it's just like, you know, just do your thing, you know? Like, do what you want to do. If you want to be an artist, like, just, you know, try to be the best artist you could be. And so there was never any moment where it was like thrust on us. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think that the staff and that the whole culture of that school was just to really, you know, honor kids' artistic abilities, you know. And, and NOCA was always really known more for its music uh, right. program because we just had, you know, the city's like best music teachers like come in and just like teach these kids you know, how to play music. And and a lot of them didn't even know sheet music because they were, you know, their uncle or their cousin, you know, played music. So they just picked it up by ear, Mm -hmm. you know? And so they just, the teachers just really had a real, you know, grasp of just wanting to like, just help you, you know, better yourself through your art. Yeah. And so that's how it was in the drama program. And, you know, I just I just heard of Anthony Mackie going there. Like, I don't even think from that school. You yeah. Know? Like, I just heard of it. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, and later on, um, Wendell Pierce, he had came to our school to do a production. And they were like, oh, he's an alumni here, you know. And But it was just never, like, thrust on us. Great. And so, like, it took away that, that competition, mm-hmm. you know, model. It was just like, hey, like... You know, and, and a lot of the kids there, too, I mean, we all came from, like, broken backgrounds or, like, the inner city of New Orleans. And so I think the teachers just really wanted to, you know, just give us some light, you know, and, like, kind of just be like, hey, like, you're here because you got some stuff going on. <laughs> and so you yeah. want to, like, perform. So we'll help you do that to make yeah. you better. You yeah. Know? What was the kind of stuff that you were doing? Were you doing contemporary and classic stuff? And did you yeah. have stuff that you responded more to? Yeah. Um, we, gosh, we did everything. But I think, you know, the the two things that I really responded to was um, I always loved the Greek plays. You know, like, I just, I don't know. Like, I was like, whoa, like, what like someone's and then they like stand their eye out like what like oh my gosh like this is insane yeah. you know like and so I just I just I was so drawn into that and I just remember we had a whole semester of just like learning the Greek plays and having to choose like Greek monologues to do and then we had a senior recital where we got to you know for our whole year a whole four years there or whatever we got to um pick a piece where we could perform and I was like I'm doing Clytemnestra you know like so I just, I love that. And then I was always um, drawn to, when we got to the Shakespeare part of everything, I just loved uh, Cleopatra and uh, Titania from uh, Midsummer Night's Dreams. And it was funny because I got cast as Titania in high school and when we did a production there. And then we did um, a play. It was like a, it was an old medieval play. Um, 
and it was called a nativity play and I played God. And so like, it was just, it was cool. Cause they, you know, I think the teachers kind of saw that power that I had at mm-hmm. a young age. And so they wanted to really, you know, honor that. Like I was never really into all of the like, Oh my God, like come save me. Rescue type of roles, me. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they were always giving me these queen roles or these powerful, like speak up type of roles, yeah. you know? And so, uh, I just always gravitated towards that type of material. And I mean, I just remember when we uh, we were learning Macbeth, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to do that one day. You know, yeah. I haven't played Lady Macbeth, but I'm like, one day I just, Ugh. you know, I got to. And then they like did a version of it called Voodoo Macbeth at school. And so oh, it was like, interesting. yeah, these actors came in and did like this voodoo version of it. And I was oh, like, I oh my God, really cool. like, I was yeah. like, I gotta do That's that. a great you know? twist. So those are, they just made it fun for us, you know, yeah. and I mean, we just, and it was just, they always threw that New Orleans flair and vibe into it, you know? And so when I, you know, went to a performing arts college, like we didn't have that type of culture there, you know? And so some things I was like, oh, here's Shakespeare now, you right. know? <laughs> like, yeah, it just yeah. wasn't. If it feels more yeah. just that it's sort of like cut and dry, like yeah. this is what you do, check the box. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, you know, I still enjoyed the things that I learned in college, but New Orleans and going to performing arts school in New Orleans, it's such a unique, just different experience, I you bet. know? So I bet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go back and be a student there again. So I know. It, so- <laughs> it sounds like I'm like, wait a minute. Is there still time for me? Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. I've been, I've only been to New Orleans once and I was there working. And mm. so I like was so, it was so someone else's schedule and it was yeah. like wherever I'm staying, you know, I'll just like, I, because I'm very much like you, I was like, I don't care. I'll just walk. Like, I'm going to yeah. walk from my hotel. I'll just walk till I feel like maybe I should stop walking or and then the walk a different direction yeah. and see it. And so I didn't see, but they of course had us down kind of by the French Quarter because we were shooting down there. So nice. I, I, it was more, I remember finding like whatever I would consider to be the sort of like Melrose is a bad example because there's the weird mix going on down there. But for in Tucson, it's Fourth Avenue. It's like where oh. are the thrift shops, where are the yeah. like one off little places that are small businesses. That's like an eclectic street full of yeah. like artists kind of stuff. Yeah. I remember finding that area, and now I don't even know. You it's know, probably I can't Decatur it Street. Called, or it was Decatur Street. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love Decatur. It That's was great. I'm always walking down that street when I go home. Yeah, so, it was yeah. great. I just haven't spent that much time in, in the South other than, you know, anything east of Atlanta these days. <laughs> yeah. Seems like such well, a You always welcome be, in New Orleans, baby. get back down there. <laughs> my dad is, oh, he's upset. He loves New Orleans so much. Oh, I have That's to introduce like him to my dad. Second, so. Yeah, he's like, if I could go live somewhere for the yeah. rest of my life and like make it make sense, I think he would probably go there for sure. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Hi, I'm the JV Club podcast, Janet Varney, and I used to suffer from indecision. I couldn't choose between Star Wars and Star Trek, whether to call or text, or the best way to cook my eggs. But now, thanks to my weekly dose of We Got This on Maximum Fun, my decisions are made for me. Thanks, Mark and Hal. Warning, We Got This may cause shouting, phone throwing, the illusion that the hosts can hear you, laughter on public transit, and death. We Got This with Mark and Hal. We know what's best. Okay, let's get into this mash game. Let's play the mash. Uh, I feel that we have a very natural segue, which is going to be, let's do three 
characters from plays okay. that you would love to play. Obviously, gender, not a, like none of that matters. It's just whatever you think would be really fun. Okay. Well, I've said two, Cleopatra and Lady Macbeth. Right. And uh, Maggie from Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Nice. Yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, next question. Let's do three places in the world that you would like to have a vacation home. Mm. Uh, vacation obviously can mean busy city or beach, mm-hmm. but uh, if getting there were no issue. And it doesn't matter if you've been there or not. Whatever you think you've heard about the place, it sounds good. I fantasize about Bali all the time. Great. Um, Paris. Great. Mm. <laughs> this is the like, most strangest place, but St. Petersburg, Florida. Oh my God, like fantastic. On the beach there. I, lo- I love your willingness to uh, roll with the fact that this is so on the spot. It's like two <laughs> hours from now, you're going to go, well, why didn't I say? Yeah, like, that's I know, every right? every category, <laughs> whatever. Uh, okay, let's do three people, uh, fictional or real, from mm-hmm. any period of time that you would like to have as like, sort of a a mentor slash friend it doesn't have to all just be like what do i do but just somebody that you are inspires you that you could hang with prince right um marie laveau she was a a voodoo priestess in new orleans amazing heard of her and um lena horn oh man speaking of I remember like not I, I had an awareness of her because I think she did maybe she would do stuff on like Sesame Street and Electric. Yeah, Company yeah, or she did. Yeah. Um, and then when I saw the whiz. Yeah. Right. Speaking of that energy. Yeah. You would have made a great like hey. I just remember being like, oh, like, yeah, like I know, when right? she appears, you feel like you're rising up <laughs> off the floor. Like, like, what is happening? She's glowing. Magic. Yeah. She's magic. <laughs> but then I would have nightmares about the subway. I know. Uh, Oh my gosh, my boyfriend and I were just talking about that. So freaking scary. scary. (laughs) Like, Like, I can kind of still creep myself out. I'm sure if I saw it now, I'd be like, that's adorable. (laughs) But at the time, that overall, the whole movie, (laughs) and like when the, and and, and the slaves working and their faces, I would cry. I was crying. I was a very emotional child. So I was like, those poor people, what are they, dolls? I don't know what's happening. I was like, that's a children's Uh, movie? No, that, that, they take off scary. their clothes and they're just like beautiful yeah. fit bodies and they're amazing dancers. <laughs> You're like, I have a lot of feelings right now. I don't know what any of them yeah, are. Yeah, I know. Right? Oh, oh wait, we Horn. were just talking Love about that. Love it. Yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, this uh, kind of goes back to what you were saying about sort of cooking and being vegan and 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 those kinds of decisions. Let's say in this alternate universe, um, there's no like everything is magical and it comes from someplace fine. Mm -hmm. So three things that you would like to be able to have in perpetuity, uh, none of it is going to be bad for you. So if it's, uh, you know, gumbo, you could have it snap of your fingers and there's no negative ramifications. Yeah. Yeah. I just want like some, uh, vegan gluten-free gumbo. Great. Great, great, great. Um, man, I want like pizza hut deep, dish pizza that's gluten-free and vegan right. and really good pizza <laughs> like, and get then it go, get it going pizza hut come on i'm sure they don't listen to the podcast i know right uh your biggest fan they pizza prob- hut, yeah, Janet. yeah. Well, they're listening actually oh, I, I i just called them they're, oh great they're, oh great <laughs> so, um, it's a life changer just like a big old crab leg <laughs> great <laughs> i don't great, know it's great, so great. simple i guess I right know, but <laughs> i hear you <ya. laughs> Uh, okay, perfect. Uh, next category. 
all right, listen, this is a mash game. I got to get into the romance of another universe. I'm feeling very guilty right now. It's a whole really different guilty. universe. However, it feels comfortable for you. It can be because then if it's like somebody from, you know, somebody who's not alive anymore, could be a character, <laughs> could be a cartoon. No judgment. Oh my God. Uh, yes. Three alternate universe uh, fun love stuff. Okay. Well, Prince. Right. <laughs> Now I feel really, really weird, but no judgment. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I used to have the biggest crush on the character John Smith from Pocahontas. Amazing. Played by uh, Mel Gibson. Yep. yep. We're going to pretend. Yeah. <laughs> it's all John Smith. All good. None of the bad. Yeah, none of the right? potentially morally questionable actor behavior. Oh, my God. Uh, wonderful. Prince John Smith. I'm very on board for that. <laughs> very on board. Um, Gosh. It's like I'm torn because alternate universe. Because you never know when these things come back and haunt you, you know? <laughs> like, we're going to pull up this clip. And you're, like, working with the person. And you're, like, you said something. And they're, like, oh, you want me? And it's, like, no, I don't. I just said it. This, um, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Understood. Um, I would also, you know, yeah, because I'm going to bypass that one. Great. Um, we'll just say for the longest time even after he announced he was gay uh i was crazy about lance bass from nsync (laughs) 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 wonderful oh wonderful okay great uh beautiful well handled well navigated okay uh next one is three movies that you can jump into and just be in that world you're not reenacting the plot it's just like i want to get in there and just Mm -hmm. be there for however long you want. Terminator. Great. Um, I have no idea why Fantasia just popped in my head, that Disney yeah. movie. Uh, I used to be like... Yeah. Yeah. yeah I really right? wanted to be... What did I want to be? Like maybe one of the little fairies oh really i wanted to be like the half horse half horse i was yeah, gonna say they're that they're like in the water like i was gonna say that and then i was like maybe that's weird like, ah. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm very pleased by this yeah i should have just said it instead of being like i think i wanted to be a fairy <laughs> um <sighs> and then the third one anything that I could jump into that i would love the professional like if oh, i could great. just be in that movie or a movie great. like that great. that'd be freaking awesome great mm. okay uh three alternate universe careers alternate universe careers um a doctor tracheotomy yeah i'd, I'd be a tracheotomy doctor uh-huh. uh doing that every day <laughs> uh, <laughs> um a pilot great And like, uh, yeah, like uh, a queen, <laughs> just like chilling Check in Buckingham it. Palace, you know. <laughs> like, oh, wonderful. Okay, uh, let's do the last one. Will be let's do a, a a pinch of time travel. So you can mm-hmm. go to any point in time. You're kind of in like a safety bubble, so you're not mm-hmm. gonna like, you know, get the group. My the mind went somewhere. Whatever, Sorry. Like you're not gonna get. <laughs> You're not going to die of, like, consumption. Uh, <laughs> no one can do anything to you because history is weird. Yeah. Um, but uh, but things that you could see. So it could be, like, you so- like you see something and, like, you solve a mystery that no one really knows yeah. the answer to. Or it could be, like, seeing the dinosaurs. Whatever you want. 
uh, Egyptian times, yeah. like just seeing what those so statues and stuff really look so like. So many questions. Yes. What, like I want to know what, like really what, it, what's the pyramid? Like what yeah. is it? Uh, yeah. You know. uh, I'd, I'd like to go, can I go to the future? Or yeah, I have to go like, absolutely. Yeah. I just want to go to like the place in time where we're like chilling with aliens and right. <laughs> just be like, we always knew you were real. Uh, um, and then I, I just, I'm, I love Marie Laveau and you know she was around in the early 1800s late 1700s I'm in my safety bubble you're in your bubble you know Mm -hmm. nobody's gonna like shackle me or anything Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but uh but that's like the that's another time but and it would have to be in New Orleans too so yeah great I'm gonna say Marie era and I'll know Mm -hmm. exactly what that means okay great so now I just need to do my little squiggle uh to figure all this out so um just tell me when to stop Great. I'm going to pause this. Okay. Do a little bit of, uh, I wouldn't call it math. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be much better at it if it were math. Uh, and then I will come back with you 100% guaranteed fictional mash future. All right. Okay. Uh, I feel very good about this. Uh, before I reward you with this amazing <laughs> with <my> future, future. <laughs> can you please tell uh, the folks listening where they can find you, what you've got going on? Um, there's a few different things that I love about you. So, yay. Um, well, I'm on social media as Sierra Payton. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's just a little look for the spelling time. in the show. Yes. Title. Please. It's right there um, for you. I don't know what other Sierras you'd get, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I have She's Gotta Have It coming out on Netflix season two. So I'm going to be on there. Yep. And um, I just completed um, Medea's Family Funeral. We were just out in theaters and now we're going to be released on DVD. It's just a week. shame that Tyler Perry is not successful and there's just not an audience <laughs> for what he does. I know, right? It's just a shame. It's I'm hoping so, I'll catch on. Yeah. Someday. Maybe one day. Yeah. You know, like. He's amazing. Is he great he, to work with? Oh, he's awesome to work with. I only with. hear amazing things about oh, him. Oh my gosh. I mean, he's just, he's so funny. And, but yeah. he's like, you know, he has a, this huge presence about him. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's like six four and he's Tyler Perry and yeah. he owns a studio. Yeah. And, you know, and so yeah, but he's just he's amazing to work That's with. That's great. Yeah. That's so good to hear. Yeah. And then I was just on uh Being Mary Jane on uh BET. So fantastic. Yeah. All of those things going on. Fantastic. And then I'm just I'm I'm in a space of just allowing what's next to to come up. And, Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh guys please check all that stuff out. I am very excited to tell you that number one, listen when we put the same person in two different categories, you just never know how it's going to end up. Yes. Uh, sometimes it sucks because they don't get him either time. Mm. But in this case, I can uh, reassure you that not only are you best friends with this person, but you also have a love affair with Prince. Ah! <laughs> sweet, <laughs> sweet Prince R.I.P. Wonderful Prince. I, I just melted. I'm yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So you got him. That's like a double dose. Yeah. That's hardcore. Oh, I love so Prince. So well done you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much time you spend with or without him. I know you like to be alone a lot like I do, but uh, you do have a beautiful apartment in Paris. Oh, okay. That you can vacation to. Uh, if, you, if that's not lively enough for you and mm-hmm. you want to have a little more action, rest assured you can also jump into The Professional. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And uh, get... get get all up in that world um 
you also have this, and I don't know, listen, how all this plays in, whether you're retired already <laughs> or you just split your time, but you are also a very successful doctor. Nice. Tracheotomist, one assumes. Yeah. Just popping from place to place like the tracheotomy fairy. Yeah. Just dropping a tracheotomy here. I'm just 24-hour assistant. Yeah. When you're needed, there you are. People like wish on a little genie bottle. Uh, I want to reassure you that you're going to be, obviously, a lot going on, very busy, going to work up an appetite uh <laughs> unlimited amounts of vegan gluten-free gumbo tastes yes. as good or better than the original gumbo nice otherwise known as og that's actually what yeah. og stands for yeah. no one knows that <laughs> original, it's gumbo. original gumbo they have no idea uh, um, it's a new orleans thing it's a new orleans thing yeah uh you also uh have the opportunity to play maggie in Canada Hot Tin Roof. All right, nice. Uh, and you can answer a lot of questions that I know I have, for one, about actually seeing with your own eyes ancient Egypt. Yeah. And really seeing like a day to day. What does that really look like? <laughs> What's happening? What are Lots the pyramids all about? Who's making them? How are they making them? Yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> Don't get buried. You I won't. won't. You're in a safety bubble. Okay. Uh, uh, so that, uh, my friend, is your guaranteed mash fictional wow. future i love that and i want to thank you so much for coming over <laughs> doing the podcast this oh, is a blast thank you, Janet. This is what awesome. a lovely piece of my afternoon uh thank you thank you and uh guys i'll talk to you next time on the podcast Bye. the show is recorded by me and edited by julian burrell and as always the jv club theme song is back before we were brittle by the amazing say hi MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.